Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. turmeric and tequila. Uh, I'm kind of pumped right now because this is the first round two um, of one of our first podcasts. We have Sarah on the mic. We had Sarah uh, earlier uh, with Chloe, the Chloe Barnes, and now we're back with Sarah at B Golden where we met three years ago, which is crazy, and became friends in like five minutes. Yeah. And uh, And then I ended up spending the night in your hotel room (laughs) after knowing you for 18 hours. You're like, by the way, I noticed it. I was like, well, cool. You can just crash here. Like, no (laughs) big deal. One of the coolest things ever. And then you gave me a ride to the airport. It was a completely Mm -hmm. mutual, mutual beneficial partnership. It was. (laughs) Um, Okay. So last time we spoke, we were talking about, we're diving right in here, uh, weddings and marathons and career um catch us up with where you're at Sarah yeah so I've been in a really interesting headspace over the past two weeks um wedding planning's going great I've actually really enjoyed it we gave ourselves over a year to do it so we're having fun with it which is super smart yeah I'm an event planner for life right now so (laughs) it's not that hard I do understand though who people who don't plan events why it's overwhelming so Anyways, if anybody ever needs advice or help, I got you. But enjoying that very much, making it our own. Um, Wait, so just really quick, not to cut you off, but for people that didn't maybe hear the first cast, give me a quick 411 on your background. Yes, I'll be as quick as possible. So I grew up in Northwest Indiana, went to Ball State University on the east side of Indiana, now live and work in Indianapolis. I have been at the same company ever since I graduated, which is the Finish Line Youth Foundation. It's a nonprofit arm of Finish Line. We sell sneakers and apparel in the mall. We're all up in the athleisure world, which I love. And then on the side, I've got a bunch of things going on. I'm a big outdoor fitness enthusiast, so you'll find me on my Instagram working out in airports, parks, Everywhere. playgrounds. Yeah, I love to have fun with it. It's a great cre- creativity outlet for me, and I'm just a fitness freak, so it's fun. Um, I do some engaging uh, public speaking, so inspirational speaking. And then I have ambitions to start my own podcast as yeah, well. So she's got one. She has a cast. <laughs> it's been really cool watching you go through this journey and listening to it. And what's holding me back is the um, perfect is the enemy of good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, breaking that soon. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, to in your defense, she's gotten pretty good at making things as perfect as you can get because um, she works her ass off and, you know... I don't feel like you take a lot of space for yourself because you are working so hard. So I think, just off a hunch here, I think that that learning space of taking time for you is, is coming into play. Yeah. But in the, so, so now that we've kind of gotten this, like catch us up, yes. career, personal life, where are you at since we spoke? Yeah. So I had a panic attack probably like two weeks ago. Sometimes it's so weird. When I have time on my hands, which is super rare, I get this like world crashing down on me feeling where... I am honestly afraid of dying and not doing everything I want to do. And so I start thinking like, am I wasting my time in this job or this side hustle or getting this MBA? Um, Although that's already done and finished. But I start thinking like, what if I don't get to accomplish everything I want to before I die? Oh my God, I'm 28. I'm so old. And it just is like this really bad revolving circle. And so 
I so when you say panic attack, you mean like legitimate? This isn't dramatic. It's like you legit had a breakdown. Yeah, I've never seen any kind of doctor to be like, yeah, you had a panic attack, but right. I'm. That's what I'm calling it because um, it was kind of hard to breathe. I got like hot and I just like stood up from my desk and walked away for a little bit and then I left work you were early. At work. Yeah, I left okay. work early and I texted my friend Alex. Shout out Alex Donaldson. And she's always down to go for a walk or go for a hike. And so she and I went for a walk and I cried. I talked about good things, talked about bad things. And so it was really helpful to talk it out. That's Well, I think um, something I've learned (laughs) being a little bit older, about 10 years, which does make a huge difference, um, just in trial and error. Uh, For my people, myself included, when you stay so busy and you're constantly doing it, it's overwhelming because you're exhausted, your adrenals are tapped, blah, blah, blah. However, the other side of that is being still, and that's something I've learned within like 28 to 38 of how critical that is and how much you do have to stop and feel and then like clear your priorities, clear your thoughts and be like, okay, what's important? I can be super busy. I can be making good money. I can be doing all these things and it looks great on Instagram and on paper and my resume, but what am I actually feeling? And you get so busy, you don't feel anything. Yeah. And then that takes away from the point, and I, I know both of one of our major priorities in life is positive impact. Well, that's great, but if I'm saving the world and I'm not saving me, what is the point? And as as simple as that sounds, you get so lost in it. It's a constant check of, like, universe, like, literally breaking you down. And as a fitness human and a strong-minded human alongside you, it takes a lot to throw us off. Yeah. So, like, these really intense things have to, like, as... Knock us off the rails. Yeah. we're so strong in what we want to do and our intention and stuff. And And we're quick to get back up. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, bitch, you've not learned the lesson yet. Stay down, get it, and then you uh-huh. get kicked back down again. Feel bad for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. so after like this kind of like breakdown happened, um, what was the clarity piece that came through, or is still coming through? Yeah, that's what I think. I don't have for sure is clarity. Um, my job has changed a little bit recently due to a lot of factors, so I can't tell what it is. Although I will say, in my personal life, I'm pretty happy and supported and loved and feeling good about that. So. Part of me is wondering if it is my professional life. Um, and I, I truly love my job. It's been filling my cup for five years, and not a lot of people can say that. And I know I'm lucky, but in lucky, I've also worked my ass off to be here. So um, I'm also not a change agent. I am the last, I'm like the third to last person on the boat that's leaving for whatever destination. And like, I just do not get on first. I don't trust. I like to know what's coming next, or I don't do it. I'm pretty yeah. calculated. So there's been a lot of change, and I'm not the greatest with it. Um, I did get some weight off my chest recently in having a one-on-one with my boss, who's super supportive, and luckily he and I have had a relationship where I'm honest with him, and he's honest with me, so that helped. Um, But also I've been thinking, you know, my career's filled my cup for so long that I've not needed anything else to fill my cup, and now, not that it's not filling my cup, but it's not a waterfall like it was before. So I'm thinking I have an opportunity to start filling my cup in other ways, that being getting off my ass and starting the podcast, pitching myself more for public speaking. I mean, sometimes I get paid to do it. That's always the goal. But like, for example, in October, I got booked for something and it's paying for the other half of my dress. Like, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. And badass and something fun that I like to do that's going to help me in other ways too. So yeah, I've, I've just had some interesting um, mindsets and Sunny, who is on another episode in this podcast, talked about how the universe is 
almost constantly talking to you. You just have to listen. Yeah. And I think on Monday when I had that panic attack, I was listening and I was just like scared. So that's why well, I physically felt the like way transforms through I you. felt. Yeah, I also have asthma, so I think like sometimes that makes it hard for me to breathe in general. But that's I felt weight on my chest until I talked to Alex and just cried and talked it out. So uh, well, that is a very. Um, mature and emotional response to call somebody versus internalize it, which panic, and panic attack can go from that to liver disease or anger or uh, I'm not a doctor, so I won't make too many Same, claims here. Right? Yeah. yeah, but you'll you'll internalize that. And I've had that with my health where I'm like, I'm tired and I'm dizzy. And they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, one, one million things. What's wrong? And he's like, yeah, that's the problem. Um, but I think that's phenomenal intel that your body's telling you and more of it, I should say, your mind's telling you that you listen and then it's, it's very advanced to go talk to somebody about it. I think most of us, again, my type A fitness humans usually are like, oh, there's a problem. I'm going to solve it. And I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm going to train harder. I'm going to do more. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to whatever. Um, and not really have a larger conversation about it. Like, okay. Because we're in our own mind. We're listening to our own narrative all the time. You forget that how important it is to share that with somebody else. Like a business project, before you present, ideally you're talking to someone, yeah. getting some feedback, something, <clears throat> and then you present. Well, with ourselves, we just do it. We think we fixed it, and we're kind of in our own mind. Where if you tell somebody and they can provide their feedback, you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Already. Right. See it from this a different light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now, I, and I challenge you, this because <laughs> I know you well now, and you're like, I'm not a change agent. I'm not going to these things. I would challenge you to change some of that narrative. I think it's good self-awareness. And I think you are good about evolution and change and being aware and learning and educating yourself. I think the way you um, talk about change, like that might not be changed to you, but as you're learning, your mind's changing. Your brain is physically mm -hmm. changing, chemically changing. And all of these changes are happening. So, I, And you're in major changing space. Like even though it's not like you're waking up and you're a different person, but getting married or like yeah. getting to the next level or growing in your career, things are constantly evolving. Yeah. And you stay in the mix of that, whether it's building a playground or um, something corporate or again, just evolving in your relationship. These are major changes. Um, so I actually think you're, you're good about change. Uh, just maybe not the way you see it. Yeah. And um, my other piece that I, mean, I don't mean to mom out on you right now, but <laughs> is um, just coming from a corporate situation myself <clears throat> and knowing that not just metaphorically, we're sitting here using our voices, but your voice and your story to tell just kind of like what I was saying with Sunny. Um, it's almost, and I have no doubt you are very accomplished in your corporate space working for this and being a part of that team, but it's almost a disservice for you not to be out there literally using your voice and speaking, particularly to young females or females of our age range, about your experience and what you've gone through and what you're doing, um, because no one else has really walked those shoes. I mean, everyone's got a voice and a story, but you are literally skilled in this and you've done it, and so to not have a podcast or to not be speaking or to have time going towards someone's corporate dream just my personal opinion is a disservice to like your true gifts, like everything you've been blessed with. Um, I think so too. And I have had an awesome balance of that, but the summer was really hard because I essentially kind of absorbed a coworker's job who went on to a bigger, better <clears throat> opportunity. And I didn't mind it because again, I love the work. We do stuff to make lives better for a lot of kids it and matters. athletes around the country. Um, but I definitely gave up, <clears throat> sorry, I definitely gave up public speaking and pursuing that just because I was so busy, which again was fine because I like my career and it's fun and it's engaging and I enjoy doing the work and I don't mind sometimes working at night from home. But these two that I booked in October, I'm like super excited about them. And the last time I did a really big speaking engagement was in January and I 
remember walking out and exactly where I was in the parking lot and thinking I could do this four more times today. Uh, so there's yeah. something there that I owe it to myself to explore that. So that's where I'm kind of at. And yesterday, KO and I are at this conference called Be Golden. And one of the questions that was asked to a panel last night is what's the title of your life book and what chapter are you in right now? And the chapter that I'm in right now is I would call it thoughtfulness and awareness. I'm kind of just listening a lot thinking a lot more, writing more, um, because when you write, you actually focus on something. It's the only thing where you solo focus on that. So that's been good for me. And I was in California for work on Monday and I had a good chunk of free time and I was texting my friend Maggie and I was like, oh, this feels weird. I should be working. I should be doing something. But like reality is I'm not at the office. Mm -hmm. I did stuff when I landed, got to the hotel and wanted to go explore. And so um, I did some writing and it was actually so awesome. So uh, time to slow down is so hard for, I think, overachievers like us. Well, that's why you get kicked in the ASS right. and you so have to exactly. like pause. Yeah. So that, you know, I went from having that panic attack moment the week before to constructively doing something about it the week after sitting down and writing and writing out my feelings. And, um, I'm trying to do that more. So well, yeah. it's helpful. This is what I love about like the cast and again kind of universe and people that come into your life and having this awareness. If you go back to our cast with uh, Chloe, we talk about the pause and she highlights like it's hard but embrace the pause and as I'm kind of again in evolution point, which I always am, yeah. uh, we all are, I, it's, you do need to just like pause for a second and embrace that because like major shifts are happening and not rush to evolve. I think as athletes, again, I want to train, I want to next level. I want to get gotta be first. better, yeah. yeah. And it's this rush, like, your yeah. life and your world isn't in emergency status. Like, you have to right, just yeah. embrace it. And here's the thing. If you don't, it's going to happen again because you're not learning the mm -hmm. lesson. And that's for sure happened to me multiple times. Um, but we out here learning and we're taking exactly, notes. Exactly, yeah, no matter down. how old we are. Yeah. I'm yeah. reading um, David Goggins' book. Uh, Can't Hurt Me, which is amazing. Okay. Have you heard of him? I haven't. Tell book? me. I think well, I've heard of him, but I don't know the book. He's incredible. So he um, has this really crazy life story where he grew up being abused by his father, his family was, his mother was, and he and his mother left one night and the brother and the dad stayed. Wow. And so they've kind of been a separated family. And um, he goes on to join the SEALs, I believe. I'm not, I'm only like a third away through the book, but just an unbelievably card stacked against you life as a kid. And he goes on to defy these incredible odds. But one thing he talked about in his book, there's he challenges you to do certain things. And one of the challenges was like, everybody's got their own deck of cards. Like, what's stacked against you? Like, write out all the things that have stacked against you. And I sat there and was like, wow, I've had a really privileged life. Like, yeah, yeah my parents got a divorce. Like, money wasn't great growing up, but we as kids never knew. They hid it from us and they did the most incredible – we had the most wonderful childhood ever. I only understand that now as an adult. But I sat there and was like – Pathetic. I don't have that much stacked up against me, so why am I not pursuing what I want, what my heart wants, and what I'm passionate about? So, long story short, being, you know, when you sit in the pause and you start to think through these things, they're kind of sometimes there's no excuses for not chasing this stuff. So, yeah. that's where I'm trying to move towards is not making an excuse and then putting some action items to how I can start moving towards those things. Well, I completely agree. And, I, and I, again, I love the, the responsibility around, you know, privilege that you've been afforded, which I identify with because there's been bumps in the road and things that have really knocked me down. On the flip side, it's not the Holocaust. You're like, some of these things, right. you, you look at humans and you're like, how did you do this? Um, 
But I will prov- I would, you know, encourage you that I, again, this is what I'm learning to provide some space for that self love and not be so self critical because I'm with you because it's never enough only because I know I can do more. Yeah. And I went through a similar phase probably like a little bit later, I think 28 to 32 ish of where I'm seeing intuitives and coaches and I'm like, I, I have this drive. I know I need to be doing more. Like I, I have this ability to not save the world, but like have like genuine impact and it's eating me up yes, at night. Yeah, like, right. I don't care about money and this right. and stuff and I've still got to pay bills, but yeah. there's something deeper there and every single coach, whether it was in different, it was in different language forms, but essentially it was, you're right where you need to be. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. We all have larger things to do. We all have this. Like this is, that's all story. Like it's in your mind, da, da, da. And it's still like this driving fire inside of me where like, we're my most, my most impactful self. And I'm sold this dream of more is more, more podcasting, more training, more fitness, more competing, more this, because I can't handle it all until I can't. And mm-hmm. then it's, then that's that breakdown, breakthrough. And I think I've gotten to this point now where like that slowing down, walks with my dog, time with family. Like I'm looking at this corporate achievement and, you know, podcast money, whatever success is to you, like these yeah. boxes are somewhat checked. How meaningful is it? Mm-hmm. Like you, then you get back to those simple things. And again, this constant balance of, of what is important and focusing on that and being aware of you evolve as a person. Like, yes, your job might be filling you up in your 20s and now as you're right, in your 30s, exactly. it's and not the same thing. The last time I kind of did a serious self-evaluation was probably senior, junior in college because yeah. that's when you're really trying to figure out what you want to do, how you're going to make money, all that stuff. And so I understand why people end up staying at businesses for 10, 20, 30 years. You get comfortable and which kick is, it. Yeah, and I'm not saying everybody who stays that long is comfortable. Like, they truly are excelling or whatever. But, yeah, so in this time of my awareness and thoughtfulness, I have started thinking I owe it to myself to start looking inside, um, talking to a career coach, just just to see. I have I don't know if I have intentions of going anywhere or anything, and who knows when this will come out and what will happen by then, but... <laughs> Um, I just most of all owe it to myself to just look inside for a moment and I haven't like I said I haven't done that in well, so many years I think when you're when you're growing up like you kind of have this projected path when you're like middle school high school college blah 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 next thing once you graduate and you're in the workforce there's no like markers no yeah but I, I think when you're young and you're you know you're working the jobs and then you're doing nonprofit stuff and then you got your regular job and your sports and your tra- whatever you kind of like you're in the thick of the hustle once you're a little bit past that as you just said I think you deserve the yeah. space to be like okay time out we checked all the boxes we were washing dishes and cars and side job and this and we're doing everything ourselves now it's like okay we got a little bit of a base here we've done the work yeah we've got the knowledge you have the degrees you have the experience what is it you actually want to do with all this Mm -hmm. stuff and that's hard yeah it is and that's why I think I was so upset and like crying because um it is it's scary and it's hard but and who knows, my, I may come through all this thoughtfulness and awareness with wanting, with staying and yeah, taking a different route of how we're doing things. But for now, I just have gotten a few signs that have told me that I need to just take a pause and yeah. evaluate myself. So I'll tell that story really quick that we talked about last night at dinner with my, my tap on the shoulder that I got, because it's truly probably something I'll never forget in life, because it's never happened like this before. So... When I'm in church, I usually journal and take notes down. Again, it's my way of like remembering things and actually focusing. And so one of the main takeaways was we do not change our behavior until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, sounds good. Related to whatever they were preaching on. Um, went home, actually had that like panic attack the next day. And then I 
was reading this boring pre-marriage book that I felt <laughs> I had to read. Things. I yeah. appreciate you. <laughs> and we got it as a gift from this counseling that we did. And great. So, so appreciative of the book. Thank you so much. But I was just like dragging myself to read like two pages a day so mature. and there were things that we learned but I'm done so I got halfway through and I literally said here Jacob it's your turn you finish that the rest of this book because um, I I love reading but now with like how busy life can be like I love reading for fun like yeah. I'll do a self-help every once in a while but I love reading for fun so I grabbed this book that um because I don't want to go buy a book so I grabbed a book off my bookshelf and it's a book that my mom bought me a while ago and it's called Finding Fabulous Fabulous, paving the path between passion and a paycheck. And when my mom bought it for me, she was like, oh, this reminds me of you and your passion over paycheck mantra and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that's super great. But also part of me was bitter and being like, ugh, somebody else out there is yeah. doing my shit, which is not true. This woman is way older than me. This book is a totally different. Yeah, exactly. So it's totally fine. Yeah. I can still write a book if I want to. I, I just won't call it that. I'll help you with the branding. I got you. Yeah, thank you. And so I was like, you know what? It's about people who go through career change or find their passion over paycheck moment. And I was like, I'll just read this. I don't feel like buying anything. So I sit down and start reading it on like Wednesday. And I, she has the way it's formatted. She's got, you know, an inspirational quote at the top of every chapter. And I get to chapter three and the quote is, we do not change our behavior until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of changing. And it's from Henry Cloud. And I was like, oh my God, holy shit, I have read this somewhere this week. Where was it? Um, and I actually, after talking to Alex, she challenged me to take an Insta or a social media break. So I was like, I know I didn't read it on social media, so let's go somewhere else. And I was like, I looked at my church journal, I was like, Oh my God, it was from there. Like, I cannot believe in the span of like four days, I've read the same quote twice, totally by chance. You know, like I was in town, so I went to church and then I pick up this book off the bookshelf and there it is again. So I just can't not take that as a sign right now. So again, I'm, I take change differently and I'm not the first one to change, but the quote was just like so relatable to me. So I started thinking about stuff and so Anyways, that was my tap on the shoulder, and it was yeah. pretty unbelievable. So yeah. the universe is listening and watching and well, I uh, think looking out. Well, and I think it's like digging into like what you ultimately want to do. Even if it's not clear to you yet, like kind of what Sunny is saying, like you're, you need to be clear in your intentions because it will serve you. Mm -hmm. um, so taking that time to really dig back and be like, what do I care about? What do I actually want to be doing? Granted, there are real life factors of paycheck and all these other things that play in. Mm -hmm. Not I hundred percent get. Um, but at least having that mental acknowledgement of like, where's my heart at? What do I, what do I want to be doing? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we all know if we're not happy, your impact is less. Mm -hmm. It's that simple. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have a responsibility and that kind of helps with my narrative. Cause it's like, well, if I'm taking more time for me, I'm not impacting blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like stepping to the light for social media and being the face of your business. Like that's a lot. And most, uh, most people I deal with when it's personal brand consultation, don't want to do it. And I totally get it because it feels so myopic and ego driven and what have you. Um, However, if you know if you're taking care of yourself or embracing your stories and your experiences and all the blessings you have had and you share them, you're embracing, you know, your gifts and your abilities and doing things the right way. It's not selfish at all. Mm -hmm. And taking care of yourself and taking that time is critical. So you can be your 100% in service of whatever you do. Yeah. Um, and this is, I'm literally saying this for myself to hear back because mm -hmm. I <laughs> constantly forget it and I'm just like, ugh. Um, but that's why I appreciate these like touch points in these conversations because you do get in your head and you, you hear your own narrative and you forget how impacting that is on your own thinking. And then to converse or talk to somebody or hear about their experience. And this is a weekend, uh, be golden, of really intense, rich conversations, which are so awesome. Uh, it reminds you of 
There's a great big world out there. There's mm-hmm. a lot happening. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, way bigger than you. Oh, you know? yes. Your problems yeah. are so small. Yeah. Well, but Legit, it's, but small. Totally. <laughs> but, th- but then you get back to like, okay, I do need to fix me so I can be of service for yeah. the larger greater good because we have had a privileged life. We have had these things. And not without hard work, 100%. But you pull back. You take time. You recalibrate. You know, you take a season off and then you get back in the game or whatever. And then you get to your best space. Um, that's not stuff we learn in mm-hmm. school. No, this, is, this is all kind of new age, new conversation. Yeah. Um, so what is, what are like some next steps for you? Like, are you going home and I mean, I know you still got job and whatnot, but like, are you taking conscious pieces in addition to writing like time throughout the day or anything like that? Yeah. So throughout the day, like I talked about this last night at dinner too, but I was meeting with somebody and they were like eight minutes late, which is kind of a long time. And I didn't have my laptop. <laughs> Unless you're KO, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And me who's like, where is this person? Um, but I didn't have my laptop or my phone. I don't carry my phone around the office at work. And I usually have my laptop, but I didn't cause we, I just didn't need it for what I was talking to her about. And I was just like, I could walk 50 feet to my desk and go get my laptop and sit here and work until she shows up. But instead, I just started writing about in the back of the notebook that I carry on about work, about about my day. And by the time she walked in, I had a page filled. And she probably looked at me like, wow, cool, self-therapy, psycho. <laughs> but uh, luckily, that's not the type of person she is. So she was like, oh, cool. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, honestly, just kind of writing about my day and my feelings right now while I was waiting for you. And she was like, oh, awesome. So yes, I'm doing a little bit more writing and journaling. My friend Maggie shared this really cool um, note uh notebook that she got from a Lululemon workshop about mindfulness. So And I love hearing that major corporates are getting into this situation. Yeah, Lou, I mean, Lulu's unbelievable. Um, so she's texting me pictures of her workbook. So I just made my own version of my own workbook because I don't need to, um, you know, go to Lulu's $9,000 retreat to learn <laughs> yeah. stuff like this. Is that like, right? So it's open to the public? That's a thing? I Well, Maggie works at a really awesome gym in Dallas that oh. has a bunch of connections around. So right. I don't, I would assume she didn't pay for it or anything but I don't think it was but open, it's open to the public, public. Oh, I don't think oh, it was gotcha. I okay. think it was like a specific partnership between their gyms oh, wow. which is okay. super cool so anyways yeah doing stuff like that and again I just haven't had the time to sit down and write so yeah, yeah more writing and then um I it's so funny because K.O. and I last podcasted in March and I had to listen to myself months later say oh in 2019 I'm running a full marathon and putting out a podcast. And here we are in October, less than 90 days to go until 2019. And I actually made a conscious decision. I was going to run a marathon in December, but I've had a lot of work travel and personal travel, and I just did not need to add another one. And I want to enjoy running a full marathon and train for it appropriately. Um, so I decided to not do it, and I said no to it, and I have not. I don't regret it. Yeah. So I am doing a half tomorrow, though. Like holy shit. Which is crazy, like, but thirteen baby hours. Steps. Yeah. But for this half, since I'm not doing the full marathon for this half, my training partner Scott challenged me of like, this is how we're gonna do this. Since you're not doing the full, which he totally was in support of, we're gonna do a mile warm up beforehand. Which to me, I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Like I just get there five minutes before and stretch. And yeah. He's like, oh no no, we'll be there an hour early. We're doing all this stuff. There's just different ways that you can change your goals. And then after we finish the full, he's going to wait for me for like an hour, I'm sure, because he's a freak. He's so fast. <laughs> and then we're going to run two miles after it. And, the, you know, my goal in this oh. half marathon is to feel good and to continue running instead of feeling stiff as I cross the finish line. So that is a goal that I modified since you and I last talked. And then you putting out your podcast has been so good for me because <laughs> I have fallen into the trap of perfect is the enemy of good enough. Yeah. And... 
I, I can't tell you. Now I look back and just laugh. Like I had this whole folder of like <laughs> dates and people and I had them all lined up and you know that it does not work like that. No. Like that person is not going to be available or whatever. And then I was like, well, I have to have Instagram stories branded the same way for every time. And they always have to be on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. And just seeing you go through it and do it and just take a stab at it and say, fuck it, here goes, yeah. has been so good for me. Oh, so good. I want to get it started before the end of the year, even if I just get one up and then I ghost the audience for a month. Like, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> you saw my process. It took a while. Then yeah. Like, Rebrand. I mean, I've been talking about writing Turmeric and Tequila, the influencer guide, for almost three years now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still and writing you, it. You and put that out there, though, recently. Which yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, it's it's all still an evolving space. Like, it's not its full version or anything. And it's I do think all things have its time. So even though you're on a schedule, like, universe, world, whatever, is not. And it will come out at the right time. Yeah. Um, and influencer space has changed so much. It's kind of changed. Well, actually, it really hasn't changed a lot. Because the book is really about embracing your voice, but through the lens of influencer-ness. So it's coming, but it's still been of all process and the podcast I I think what helped me kind of embrace because there's I do, do more intro do less I'm editing myself I mean it's so raw in what it is but I had more anxiety about having all these great things to say and great people and all this opportunity to share great messages the, the anxiety of not getting out there was greater than me worrying mm-hmm. about it being as good as I thought it yeah. could be and at the end of the day I that timeline and knowing like time was passing and I wasn't getting this out there was eating me alive. That is where I'm starting to get to. And it was at the beginning of the year that was bothering me, but I had so many other things going on. It just kind of dropped down here. That voice keeps getting louder and louder, especially I recently wrote, I, in the meantime, what was easier for me was the blog because I can control that. I don't need anyone else for that, whatever. But I recently blogged, blogged about reporting formally sexual harassment that happened to me in my workplace. Oh, I don't even know about this. Oh yeah, go back okay. and read it. But okay. that is something that's like killing me that I haven't taken it further. And a lot of people wrote it and um, I had some people come talk to me about it, which was super cool and share their experiences back. Um, but that that's a small part of the podcast yeah. that I'm just, it's killing me to not get it out there. So like, like you were saying, I want to get it out there and it doesn't have to be perfect. And Literally, it's laughable, the shit that I was worrying about and the notes that I was trying to yeah. schedule and take care of. Like, I, I say this sometimes to myself and other people, but the reality is no one actually gives a shit what you yeah. do. Whether you do it or not is on you. No one is going to care whether I finish it this year or not. And so it's up to me to hold myself accountable, but also just not take yourself that seriously. It's not like, that big. Well, again, I, it's not yeah. Holocaust and all these. And I don't say that lightly as an example. I'm dead seriously. Like, it's a factor in my mind of like... It's not that big a deal. And yeah. 50 people might say the cast or the book or whatever is terrible, but one might be like, dude, that story about sexual harassment made me go to my boss or change right. my life. Like, yeah. These are all the not, and this is what my struggle with marketing and branding and influencers and ROI tracking in, in general. You don't always see the impact. No. In fact, most of mm-hmm. the time you don't. Mm-hmm. That right. doesn't most mean it doesn't People matter. don't comment on your stuff right. or don't say anything. And right. It's just you've got to keep going and just think that if you're genuinely putting your heart out there with a good intention that – someone cares and if you get 10 likes oh well who cares you put a positive message out there that maybe helps somebody who you don't even know so um and I know I have stories in the voice and I cannot wait to interview other people like you are and get their stories out there too and we talked about how you know you and I are starting and not a lot of people will know our guests and they're not going to be sexy huge names but they have these unique stories that you and I think are really good at pulling out of people and giving them a platform people don't 100% I don't really know anyone else in my like close friend circles who have been on podcasts and they're they're becoming massively popular but again it's a rare thing and to get people's stories out there matters a lot and it's 
huge. Bottom line is just you you're, you matter, your story matters. So yeah. I want to do that for somebody else because people have done it for me. So Yes, and, and I think, you know, if our gift isn't podcasting and speaking, I think the ability to have open-mindedness and the energy to attract those things or bring in that or have the responsibility of putting it, make, providing a platform is huge in itself. Because, again, we've got, like, back in the day, you know, you had your superstars, your music heroes, your movie heroes. You kind of had marketing running the game, major corporations. So you saw certain things. Now, in 2019, you've got blogs and social media. Yeah. You can kind of pick and choose and with people that identify with you. And you can learn so much, mm-hmm. so fast, and streamline so many struggles. Yeah. Um, and you've interviewed so, so many different people from – you know, Katie, who's a big fitness influencer on social media, is yeah. getting her own clothing line, to Spencer, who's part of the Highland Games, which I bet you <laughs> hardly any people know about. Right. And it was so cool to dive into both those worlds, and I'm also a very curious person. So I'm excited to do that for me, but learn yeah. about other people, too. It's a lot about listening, too. Well, the irony and all that, and it's one of my favorite things and why I love doing this so much, is you see these people that look different, talk different, are from different places, different gender, race, uh, socioeconomic status, like, you name it. Then you get in the conversation, and you see all the things you have in common with them. Mm-hmm. Like, from competitiveness to um, similar families or beliefs or things that you would otherwise never think are similar because you look so different on the outside – but then you get to conversate, and you're like, oh, my gosh, we have so much in common. And podcasts take away that outside stuff because you yes. can't see anyone. Right, so. right, right. Although cool. I've toyed with um, videoing them, which I do think I should, and oh, just putting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do. I think it, it loses some of the message. That's right. People do do that. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's, but it's so, still yeah, different. Most of the time, it's audible. So, yeah. yeah. But I do wish the audience could see some of my guests because, like, I speak a lot with my hands or, yeah. you know, if someone's getting emotional. Like, I think there is some of the message that is really cool to see visually. Um, and then on the flip side, like, I growing up, I didn't love when they did music videos. I love music videos. But once you saw it, it kind of changed the way you yes, interpreted the song. So, I'm on both sides. Yes. So, yeah. So, we are not videoing yet, but maybe it's Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So now that we're kind of like in the crux of a potential pivot in your world, um, what are some immediate next steps? Like, is it pull back, focus on wedding, kind of just stay in corporate world, take away, take care of myself and see what happens? I think that. Take okay. care of myself and see what happens. Um, the wedding thing, I think it, people love to ask about it and talk about it and stress <laughs> about it and ask me little weird questions. I'm trying not to let it be that thing. Like, my, my bottom line and our bottom line with Jacob as well, because he actually doesn't like attention. I do. Go, girl. <laughs> I'll be That's the a center good Perfect, dude. Excuse but me in my life. <laughs> we, it's not – somebody told me this. It's a party, not a performance. Yes. And that's how I want to keep looking at it. It's an And it's an absolute privilege. Yes. So that's how I want to keep looking at the wedding. So I try not to I – don't, I don't really bring it up a lot, but it's been fun so far, and I want to keep it fun. Um, but, yeah, so I have some work travel for the end of this year, some really cool projects. We're going to outfit athletes in Arizona and California. It'll be one of the first times we've taken a shoe giveaway out of state in the Yay. in this particular way that we're doing it. So And that's all on my shoulders. And luckily I've had a great mentor, Kara, who did this before I did in Indiana. But now I'm responsible for the road shows as she's moved on to a bigger um, and better job in another department. So – those will be some really cool career challenges to add to my career resume and to cross off and to really challenge myself. Okay. I've also enjoyed them because the way I've described working on them has been in this black floating tunnel 
where I can't see anything. And every step I take, I'm putting my toe out there to see if there's a footstool. And I keep asking people for advice and help. And I've worked with teams at Finish Line I've never worked with before. And so far, my foot has landed on a full footstool. Yes. So keep going in that way. So that's been also good for me to continue. I've, I'm learning really hard right now. So that's been good. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then go to my mom's for Thanksgiving out yes. east. So that'll be cool. Her and my stepdad just got a new house in New Hampshire. So that'll be really great to be there. I'm the oldest of four siblings. We're super close. Okay. We are in Indianapolis, Bloomington, Ohio, and Texas. So oh my gosh, you guys are all We're so place. spread out. And then mom's in Connecticut and dad's in Northwest Indiana. So oh I value gosh. my family time so much. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. And then we'll do Christmas up north and then start doing bachelorette and bridal party yeah. stuff or bridal shower stuff come the new year but yeah the underlying thing is I for sure I'm not gonna let the wedding take over my life by any means we're so far in advance, I feel like you're doing a good point. job I don't even like asking because it's like when are you getting married when yeah. are you having the kid all the cliche yes. questions yeah, exactly um, but I try not to ask other people the same stuff but I think some people do like to talk about it uh -huh. I think mm -hmm. you're a unique animal but that's yeah. how I'm I like being both yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I will, because I'm genuinely enjoying it, so it brings me joy. But then I think about all the other people who are like, oh, it's horrible, so bad. So, Which I, I totally get. Event planning's hard if you don't do it for a living like I do, so I get that. But this is what I love about Saren, and this is why I want to video some of these, because she is such a sweet, approachable animal, and she's just so kind. And, like, this, I said this on the first cast, she just freaking works, and she's so gracious and appreciative of everything that's come at her. You are genuinely one of the most grateful humans I've ever met. And I well, said very different It's so wonderful because I try to do that a lot. I'm a big snail male enthusiast, yes. big card writer. So I appreciate you saying that because that's wonderful validation and I want to continue to live that way. It's huge. When you did the thank you notes, you always say thank you for dinner. I mean, it is a concert, conscious piece of your world. And now that I've known you for, I think we're in year three of friendship. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it, this has been a constant from day one. Like, this is in your DNA. Good. So, Good. Whether it's your parents or your heart or all the things. It, it, I got to give credit to my parents for that, for sure. Our mother made us write thank you cards for everything. See? Yeah, mom. And I will say, I think I'm the one out of the four who still does it. Uh, I, so. We're kind of still. I don't think my brothers do it. Yeah. Right. Them out right now. <laughs> um, but I think it's so big. And again, influencers and all these things were looking like massive impact. All these little things matter. Um, so I would encourage you to, you know, provide that gracious space for yourself. And right, like, thank true. yourself on these things. And I kind of just, I don't do yoga a lot, but one of my friends uh, who's rebranding, getting out of the corporate world and doing her thing, um, teaches yoga and it's been, shout out to Jess, it's been a phenomenal, she does like heart chakras and gets into like a little bit of the spiritual space. And I had kind of like this moment in there being like, I, it was so simple. It was like, you're doing a good job. And I was like, oh, and I'm not good at yoga. I'm a CrossFit animal. So even that in yoga, is, it's ironic in itself. Yeah. But it was this deep feeling of like, time out. There's so many things I want to change now and do better and evolve and get in better shape and da 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 da. But it was this moment of like, time out. We, we have done a lot. A lot has happened. And this, we're doing a good job. We got a long way to go, but like, you're doing a good job. Um, so on that note, I just wanted to say, like, truthfully, as, like, a gold star as a human, the gracious and the gratitude, it's a buzzword now, but you truthfully embody that. And for all your spoken word and spoken on social media and future podcast episodes, uh, I think your actions speak so loudly, and people really do notice it. Thank you. Um, yes. So take that in 100%. I will. Um, and then just because we are at Be Golden, and it's such a, a foundation of phenomenal humans questioning a better way, which makes my heart smile on so many levels. Um, 
we'll bring it back to them. We'll take the spotlight off us for a few seconds. Uh, tell me a little bit about something that's really stuck with you. I know we just got here yesterday, but stuck with you through these conversations, through the speakers, anything today um, that you want to re-emote their message? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that I took away from last night, and I forgot who said it, and they were quoting somebody else, but they said, lighthouses do not run around trying to help people or boats or whatever. They stand tall and shine. No matter what. Be a lighthouse. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Although it, it definitely relates to me in that I need to stand tall and shine in what I want to do and start taking advantage of the privileges and time and flexibility that I have to start putting out a podcast to train for a marathon and that stuff. I really need, I want to take more advantage of that stuff. Um, but I also don't relate to it because I think I'm pretty selfish, which has been pretty beneficial to me. I'm not somebody who tries to solve everyone's problem. Yeah. I used to be that way. Yeah. Um, where, and it, it was usually with close friends who I'd be like, that guy sucks. Dump his ass tomorrow. Please <laughs> God do it. And oh. then it ends up driving them away because that's not what they need to hear. They just right. need to support it. So anyways, I have in the past three years actually backed off that of running Boundary. around and trying to solve all the problems. So it is our job to just stand tall and shine. And um, I mean, if I could give a shout out to Be Golden, it is the only place that I've ever been or experience I've been a part of where I truly feel welcome and inclusive. Like yeah. they do such an incredible job of welcoming so many different types of women. It is mostly a women's gathering. And I've just been approached or I feel comfortable to approach people. And then the best part is you can dress however you want. Yeah, it's true. I'm um, in gold wedge sneakers as we speak. Yes, both of us are in sneakers. <laughs> like it's just when you feel comfortable in you, yeah. you get to be comfortable elsewhere. I've been to many other conferences and it's just everybody has to look nice. Oh, and God. You yeah. better have your business cards and your hair better be looking good. But like here you can, and I'm sure that wasn't their number one thing, like let people dress how they want, but it's made such a huge impact on me and the overall vibe of Be Golden that I'm a massive fan and I, I hope they continue to grow this thing and do awesome and I'll be a supporter for years for sure. Yeah, major shout out to Sarah and Chelsea yeah. and Kate who started year one. It's it has, I think it's really stemmed from their heart space and like similar to your thank you letters and all these little things, it's like genuinely outside of plan and marketing and knowledge and education, right. genuinely who you are as a human. Yes. Um, what I was going to say about you, what I appreciate about Sarah is super nice, welcoming, well, like all the good things, but then you can kind of hear in her voice and she said this in the first cast, like don't effing ask me about the weather, like no small talk. Like you can see in her when you hit those boundaries and you're like, no bitch, what is your question? Come at me like next case. or you know what, Boundary, I'm done here, this is it. And I can see the shift in you. And I love that, like, turmeric and tequila, like, juxtaposition mm -hmm. of, like, heart, you come in. All right, we're done, because that's enough. <laughs> and I think that's really important, because we do, we need to have boundaries. And if you're giving too much away, or you're providing too much space, you it takes away, again, from the greater good, or your acts of service elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to, I love the irony of, like, gratitude, thank yous, and then, the, like, hard boundary. And yeah. that is critical yes. both sides. I think I'm really good at boundaries. You are. And you are. It's, yeah, it's boundaries more than selfish, but you also got to be selfish, for sure. Well, I mean, that's nothing, reality is nothing more than applied meaning, so that's just how you're labeling something. Yeah. You taking time for you, you can label it selfish, you can label it boundaries, you can label it me time, whatever. It doesn't change what it is. Yeah. Um, and if your intentions and your heart are pure around it, then who yeah. cares? Like, yeah. label it how you want. Um, do you want to wrap up and go to your thing? Uh, yeah, what time is it right now? I'm not in a rush, but okay. I'm I don't, we didn't tell, tell the story of how we met when we were, it was me and Chloe, right? Because we were kind of just bounced off the I don't, do we meet Chloe year one? Oh, I knew you knew her. I think I met no, her year two. No, she came here last year. Yeah. Um, it's only been one year that, since I met her? Yes. 
Holy cow. I, yeah, because this is only three years old. Yeah. We met at the first one. Then I helped them secure speakers, Chloe being one of them. And that's how, oh. I think that's how you guys met. Right? I literally, yeah, I literally yeah. met, she was yeah. running down the street and she's like, I have to leave. But Sarah said to meet you, whatever. And oh. I was like, amazing. Oh no, we, we, all, we hosted a panel together. Yes, you guys were on the panel. Yeah. Then we like down to drink at social. And she's like, yeah. like I got to go to something else. And I was like, yeah. okay, follow up. But did we, I think we should wrap this one up by okay. telling the story about how we met. And I'm also okay. curious to know your first impression of me. Okay. Um, so I'll start it. So I found out about Be Golden because one of my longtime fitness idol, Emily Schramm, posted that she was coming to Indiana. She lives in Colorado, is from that side of the country. So for her to come to Indiana was like, what the actual <laughs> F is she doing here? Like, no way. No way. It's happening. And so I'm like, holy shit, it's got to be in Indianapolis. There are no other airports in this state. And then she well, said she was good. going to Bloomington to this Be Golden conference. And I'm like, how have I never heard of this? Like, da da da. Come find out it's the first one, whatever. And so it was a Thursday afternoon that I was on my phone and I see this and I'm like, okay, I have to go, period. And I'm not spontaneous. I, I like being alone and venturing alone, but um, that was kind of a big move for me. And That is a big move, dude. These are huge steps. Shout out, huge <laughs> shout out to one of my good friends, Sevi, who I think I oh, ran yeah, into yeah, in yeah. the hall at work or like <laughs> texted him and went down and was like, dude, I have to go to this conference. And I, whenever I, I don't have a, any hotel reward. So I don't, I don't stay in hotels a lot. I either go visit people that I know or friends, family, whatever. So I don't stay in hotels. So I was like, I don't really want to pay for a hotel. Da, da. And he was like, I got points where you want to go. And I was like, oh. so he got me a hotel room with points, which was amazing for Friday night, which when was Emily was speaking. So I go, I get in. This oh, is the first right. year of the yeah, conference. Yeah. It's really small. And so I'm like, shit, I'll sit in the first three rows. So I do. <laughs> sure enough, she comes out, does her thing. And then within five minutes, um, I met one of the um, main volunteers. Her name's Amy. And I was like, oh, this is, I just came here spontaneously. Did that. She's like, wow, that's so cool. Like, here, meet Sarah. She runs the conference. And Sarah was like, oh, what are you here for? And I was like, I'm a big fan of Emily's. I'm shocked that I'm even in the same room as her. She was like, oh, you want a picture? Like, let me introduce you. So I meet one of my idols within 10 minutes. So that's how I got attracted to Be Golden. And then um, with Emily, KO was there. And so we hit it off because of the finish line. We started talking about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we did a meet. We were like, we're going to eat. Do you want to go? And we just all went and got dinner, yeah. right? Yeah, which again, I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> once I met you, I was like, oh, my God, this girl's also incredible. Holy shit, I'm going to dinner with them. I'm like, I'll have a double tall tequila. Let's do this. Yeah, and then we just have the most wonderful casual dinner ever. Um, so I'll pause there. But I want to know, like, what is what was your first impression of me? Or, like, how like were you like, oh, I'm pretty good, for better or for worse. Like, I get a vibe. Um, I definitely, because you never know what people, like, again, you never know what's behind the cover. Yeah, it really could have been, like, some crazy stalker. Yeah, well, I mean, like. we, we have those two. That's not a big deal. <laughs> That's easy to deal with. Um, no, but you get kind of, I mean, again, I, I am in the space of humans a lot. I'm being a former athlete. Like, you're around people enough to where you can get vibes and just energy in general. Like, and this is such a phenomenal filter for good people because only certain people are coming to events like this. So when you came along um, and we just had dinner right away, I think it's like if you've ever met some of your friends, like your sport friends or friends who CrossFit, again, there's that filter there. So you kind of instantly connect. Yeah. And you don't have to like find things to talk about or talk about deep life goals. Or the or, weather. Or, yeah, yeah, no weather <laughs> talk. Um, you kind of just get a vibe because you already have so many things on surface level that are common that it's like, cool, let's talk about, I think we talked a lot about CrossFit yeah. and competing and training and then school. And then it's like, oh, you work at Finish. Like we, we so naturally had things that were in common. I literally saw you as like one of my like sport friends. 
And those are all my best friends in my world to this point. Like someone I probably met through sports. Um, my crew literally outside of that is just like my high school crew because I grew up with them and most of them played sports. So I think you were just immediately like part of my, my team, my sports tribe, and that's exactly who you are. Um, so fast forward, I think Emily left and you, you I was still we, there. I was staying we both stayed, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I don't have a place to stay. And I was like, yeah. well, you can totally crash in my hotel room. We crashed <laughs> and then you drove me to the airport. Yeah. So we like met one day and then we were like BFFs with bunk beds and matching tiger yeah, shirts. Yeah, right. Like, two <laughs> <years later. laughs> like, That's how I would describe it. Yeah. It was crazy. It's one of the connections to another human that I'll never forget because – you know, it was just so cool to go to dinner and stuff on Friday night. And then I was like, oh, it was probably like a one night thing. You and Emily were both speaking. Yeah. I was just there. I was like, they're bigger and better. They've got other things to do than to hang with me. But the thing that you're so good at, as we all know, is that relationships and connecting with people that, oh, you. you know, connect back and stuff. And so, yeah, then, you know, Kayo and I spent the rest of the day together Saturday. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm still sitting next to her. This is really cool. Great. This is how I knew we became actual friends because we were getting ready to go to like the party that night. Yes, in the hotel room. Yeah, yeah. No, and I had like um like a shirt looked like a baseball shirt, but it was like it was kind of like a dressy shirt, but not really. And I didn't know it was gonna be like a going out get dressed thing. So and I'm down to dress up. I just didn't pack anything. And Sarah goes, "Oh, what are you gonna wear tonight? Are you gonna dress up or look cute or something?" And I was like, "Uh, this is what I'm wearing." <laughs> she was like, "Oh, well, that's cute." And I was like, "We're for sure real friends." Like just got called out hour seven. <laughs> yeah, right, right, hour seven. But then yeah, so she was like, "Oh, you can get ready in my room," and I'm still kind of like this. Ooh, I came here spontaneously. I don't really have anywhere to stay. I just won't drink. And then I'll go home, like, hoping that something would work out. And I guess, I don't know, thinking back now, like, how cheap was I that I didn't want to pay for a hotel in Bloomington? Like, geez. I, well, then um, you're, we're, we're kid, I mean, you're kiddo at this point. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so yeah, then we were just hanging out. And we talked about so many different things and yeah. our families and stuff. It yeah. was just so cool connecting on that level. And then she was like, do you want to just stay the night? There's two beds in this room. And I was like, <laughs> not, as, not as creepy as that sounds. Right, right exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It I think you lost like, me at like, I'm not going to drink all this time at home. I was like, whoa, we're not going <laughs> friends anymore then. So I suggest you have a sip and chill. I suggest you have a sip and chill. Amen to that. But Facts. yeah, and then again, like the universe, she was to Uber from Bloomington to India is over an hour. Yeah. So I was driving back to Indy, and so I gave Kayo a ride and two other speakers a ride, and it was just oh, that's right, like, yeah, one of the coolest ways we ever met. So the story yeah. of why I wanted to like tell that on your podcast is because <laughs> I'll never forget that connection with you, because um, I've never had a connection like that with anybody else. Aww, but B of like you just never know who you're gonna meet. So yeah. put yourself out there, go to shit alone, like sit by yourself or sit next to someone you don't know and just say hi, my name is because. You just never know. Well, and dude, larger life metaphor, just go out there. You don't have a plan. You don't know what's going to happen. Right, so yeah. let go and oh, just, gosh. just It was truly one of the first times that I let go because yeah. I had plans that weekend, but I was like, fuck it, cancel. Yeah. I'm going to this, like, and I don't, you know, it, yeah. So yeah. And here's exactly. somebody who fuck says, it, let go. I'm not good at change. I'm not good. Yes, dude, yes, you are. Little ways here and <laughs> yeah. there. So yeah. But. That is so funny. And it's so funny, like, again, how universe provides or whatever you believe. Right. Um, but even, like, the driving, because the, the airport's an hour away, like, that time to, like, wrap and catch up. Like, all these little moments to maximize the short amount of exposure that we really had. Yeah. To, like, oh, my God, our families are so similar, and this had happened, and... And then I think you came to Colorado and we like did a mm -hmm. hike. Mm -hmm. um, so we really have not had a lot of hang time. No. Even right. talking about Chloe, I can't believe it's been one year. And the meaningful conversations we've exchanged through you and uh, I don't know. So yes, I'm eternally grateful uh, like you for Same. these little points. Not just friendship, but like 
seeing your perspective, hearing you about your journey. Um, it's been very impactful in my journey and things I've done. So it's, these are all phenomenal teachers that I'm so appreciative of. The, um, the other thing that I want to mention about Be Golden is it's a space where you will talk to people about more than where are you from and yeah. what do you do. Yeah. We, Kayo and I were at dinner last night with two people who I think you had briefly met. We just, I've just year. met her. Yeah. yeah. And I literally had met them an hour before and I talked to them about stuff I haven't talked to some friends about. Yeah. So just such an awesome space and, you know, the energy is great. So it's, it's always such a wonderful weekend. It really is. Major props to them. And again, for friendships like this and friends that we continue to meet and you really get to see in a, in a divided world that we're in kind of right now, particularly in America, you see such different people in these commonalities. And regardless from that conversation, just people here to make the world a better place. And through their story, through their journey, through their vision, whatever, um, genuinely optimistic humans that are calling shit out. And it's really refreshing. Mm -hmm. So cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. All right, we'll wrap up there. Um, where do we find you? I know you said it on the first cast, but give yeah, us your details. I've got a complicated last name. so it's all Oh, yeah, good. this is true. This is true. Um, which I actually am going to change. You are? Oh, oh yeah, that was big. something we talked about in March. I was wow, unsure. Oh, personal it brand. Is. But so what I'm going to do, I'm, I found the most wonderful happy medium. Unfortunately, my middle name, Jessica, does not mean anything. It's not after anybody. It's nothing. So I'm <laughs> dropping that. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so I'm going to do Sarah McNerney Hawk. And so I'll be Sarah Hawk going forward, but my middle wow. name will be McNerney, which I'm super pumped about to, to keep. And so I think it's a perfect middle ground between taking his name fully or hyphenating. And so that's how I'm kind of coming. Dude, I have, you know, so. my brain works with crazy associations. Congrats on that conclusion, by the way. Yeah. I don't, why do you have to lose Jessica? Because it's just too many names. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't want to do Sarah Jessica McNerney. Why not? No, I just don't. I okay. Mean, One point, you miss case that so damn long. It so is. It I'm, is. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, if you need um, to take that space for your name, I'm inviting you to do so. Um, but anyways, my social right now is all Sarah McInerney. So on Instagram, ironically, Sarah McInerney was taken, which is ridiculous. What? Yeah. Okay. So it's Sarah, S-A-R-A-J, McInerney, M-C-I-N-E-R-N-E-Y. Well, it'll change after I get married. I guess I don't know. Um, um, and then I use Facebook every once in a while, and I think I'm going to quit Twitter. It's just like this I black never got hole of negativity. It. Dude, yeah. it sucks. Okay. I, it never <laughs> um, I took the it. accounts as a business manager. I used to like it for news and stuff, but yeah. now I listen to a lot of news podcasts that you just, ugh, you don't need it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm big, big on Instagram, so find me on Instagram. Um, I will talk to any stranger possible. I'm an open book, so slide in my DMs. Yeah. Um, really quick, I, you have to, the Hawk thing, again, you know my brain works with crazy associations. Uh, Sunny's whole conversation around Hawks and, like, all that, that's your last name, like that. I don't know. You guys have to rap about that. That's just, it just stands out in my brain. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, on that note... Uh, we'll wrap up. Thank you. I I feel like we're going to have another one of these so randomly, like in New York or something crazy where we just happen to be in the same place at the same time. I would love that. Um, I hope we're in the same place at the same time. I feel like we will. Be. I don't know. I just, I know, I know everything's going to like shift back together. Like the crew, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, the connections are happening. <laughs> but um, thank, you, thank you for having me for a second yes. time. I was like, what? Why? But. We'll get um, this one out. I so appreciate it. Oh no, you do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we'll appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraging you on podcast, self-space, self-love, all the things. And you can throw this back at me sometime soon, so I'm sure it's coming. Uh, but on that note, please check out Sarah. Um, all feedback on all podcasts are welcome. And a big shout-out, big thank you to our Be Golden Girls and everyone's yeah. participating. Yeah. How about you? Awesome. All right.
Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 